Thank you for joining. It's time for Tell It By Tuesday, and we have a a pretty relatable topic we'll be sharing today, something that maybe many of us experience in the workplace, and that is diving deeper into why are you asking me when we talk about different experiences that we had in the workplace. So let's get started. Kelly, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Shana. Thank you for kicking this off. I've asked myself, like, why is she asking me? So I want to hear your perspective. Sure. The good thing I think about my experience is we have typically different people of different cultures on my teams. But I remember distinctly there's a team I had been working with for, for like nine months. It was, it was long enough for them to know what was acceptable from a, an interaction perspective. And it was someone that I had known for a while and I had just arrived at the client site. And I think it was maybe my second time traveling. And the person walked up to me and was like, hey, it's really great to see you. Like she knew enough about me to know that I had a family. And so then the question that she asked me was, hey, is you're, you, did you, you're here alone? I was like, yeah, I'm, I came to work. I'm not bringing, this ain't no vacation. And she was like, well, who's, who's, with your, who's, who's with your daughter? And she like paused several times as she was asking me. Like, why she needs to know that? <laughs> right. Why you know, I didn't immediately go to the negative when somebody said that. <laughs> I, I think just odd. I think I did react and I paused for a minute because I think first I was a little just taken aback. Like several people on the team have kids. They have families. Why would you ask me that? Like my child is out here on the streets while I'm working or like I don't have a nuclear family with a partner who would be caring for my child if I'm not there. It was very, it was very strange to me. And I thought about it afterward and I was like, well, she didn't ask this person the same question she asked me yeah that just sounds fishy like she made some assumptions and that and i and i have this rule a still positive attention i do but when you start talking about my family then that does not apply <laughs> because it's just like where you come out talking about my personal life right and i think it would seem like an innocent question like how was your flight but to me it made me feel like I didn't belong or something was wrong with me being there. That was that was my gut reaction was, that's a very strange thing to ask me. My child has a father, so she's with daddy. Then I went down this track in my mind, like, do you think children, whether I'm with a female or male partner, that the parent is not present in Black families enough to watch my child for a week? Why did you ask me that and not the other three people in the room? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My question always back is, why do you need to know? Because you don't. But it's some kind of curiosity that you have about something. (laughs) That I'm not giving you information enough to know. But why can't I be private with my life and what I do in my life? How is that that your business? Well, that and... Why wouldn't they make the same assumption that they would for their own life? They weren't my same ethnicity, but they got a husband. And if they ain't around, their husband watched their kids. So why do you think it would be so dramatically different in my life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my previous life, I would have said, why are you asking me that? I would just point blank say that. Why are you asking me that? And it would become so defensive when I do that and then confrontational. And then be like, oh, 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 I'm at. And it'd be, you could tell that it was nervous. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I was just, you know, I just was concerned or whatever, or I was just this. And, oh, well, thank you for your concern. I still would never answer the questions. 
thank you for your concern. Kelly, you know people feel like they have a greater latitude to be asking personal stuff since COVID, right? People just feel like it's okay to be like, oh, when is when are you going to be online? Well, why you got to get offline? Well, can you come back? Well, can you can you get back online after you finish reading to your child? Well, do you have to go out and eat with your family? People are over the top now, Kelly. Yeah, I haven't experienced that. So I don't know. I don't know what is come to close from me Show where me. it is. I will share with you what I think you need to know to be able to understand my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I may overshare with you if I trust you and I feel like we have a really good rapport. I may tell you more about what's going on for me in my life. Those relationships that you end up developing over time can help you in maneuvering up the ladder in terms of getting to higher level positions. But with boundaries. With boundaries. If you define that very early, what I'm finding, at least when I do that, is I'm not seeing people cross them too much. So I break it by just like, oh, thank you for asking. Appreciate that. Same example you gave. I'm like, oh, thank you for asking. My daughter's fine. Appreciate you asking. It's funny how people, they don't see how that even could be taken another way. Had another person shared a story with me where they were having a lunch with their team and they wanted to catch up with someone that they hadn't been able to catch up with earlier in the week. And so they went and sat down near the end of the table with that person. Now, the person I'm describing is Black. They were moving to go sit with someone who was Chinese and because they needed to catch up. And someone else at the table commented, hey, why are you why are you going down to sit with those guys? Are y'all starting a gang? And what? My, right. <laughs> my colleague immediately set up time to talk to me. He was like, hey, 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 I need perspective. And I was like, well, tell me what happened. People make comments, I think, without thinking. But immediately, my colleague reeled to he felt like he was being profiled because he's black. That's the only reason she would use that terminology. And I'm like, some people sometimes just really have to be more thoughtful with what they're saying, even if it was a joke. Like, that could be mm-hmm. perceived as something that's negative, right? And then this was done in front of a table full of people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which influences how those other people see the person, right? So what what do they say when the person said, hey, you're a gang, like, are you joining the gang? He just he just kind of turned and looked at the colleague that happened to be sitting across from him. And they just kind of shared a look and he just kind of acted like he laughed it off and started talking to the guy. But I gave him advice to confront that individual off to the one on one and make it clear to her that what what she said was not appropriate from his perspective. And that that shouldn't happen again. Yeah. You have to nip those things when it happens. Oh, are you just saying that because we're the only black people at this table? <laughs> you That's be ready with the slap back. That's <laughs> very interesting. Well, that's an interesting question. Why are you <laughs> saying that? Assume people are not malicious and why they're saying these things. But with these microaggressions, if we do not say it or snap back or be witty about it or make them kind of think about themselves, They'll continue to keep doing it. That's the problem with it. Because they know not what they do. And you may know not what you do. You might be saying something that's insensitive. And I'm sure right. I, I know I've said things as insensitive mm-hmm. a lot. But unless I'm getting checked on what I'm saying, I'm not going to stop. Because I don't know that what I'm saying is wrong. 
because right. I, I'm not trying to be malicious in that way. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I have to be defensive about it. And if they are jokingly saying it, then you can jokingly say back, hey, that's interesting. It's an interesting question. Why do you ask that? Hmm. My husband had a situation with a colleague of his. He's into bourbon. Like he loves bourbon. That's his thing. And he tends to connect with people that are into bourbon. And he ended up buying a bottle of bourbon that was really hard to find for one of his colleagues who works for this woman. They went to a meeting together and excused himself in the meeting because they went out to grab the bottle that my husband bought for him. So when they came back, the boss says to them, oh, what were you guys doing, a drug deal? And when my husband told me that, I was like, what did you say? Mm-hmm. And he said, I didn't say anything. I just laughed it off because she kind of stunned me and surprised me at coming left field like that. You're I right. I mean, that I'm going to do a drug deal because we're both Black. Right. So I do feel like it's a challenge in the workplace. And a lot of microaggression training always tells the victim to have that side conversation with the person who's saying something that's out of line. It tells us to do that. But I think you should also be training on the other way around. If you're not going to ask that question of everyone, then maybe you shouldn't even ask that question. Right. If you're not going to say that comment about everyone, then maybe you shouldn't say that comment. So I, I've had in my past where I've been the only Black, the only woman, and I'll get asked as my Black colleague, what do you think? And then I respond back and saying, well, what? I can only speak about myself and how I look at this. I cannot represent all Black people. People have really said those words before asking you something. Yes. And very diplomatically, I think. I've gotten so much better about my, my age. Because in the past, I would have been just completely defensive. But I, I tried to educate her. And again, assuming positive attempt, assuming it's not malicious. Mm-hmm. And saying, I can give you my perspective, but I can't speak. And no one person can ever speak for all Black people. Period. We're not monolithic. We have Mm -hmm. different and varying views, just like any other race of people. And just like you wouldn't ask, hey, as my white colleague, no one ever fixed their mouth to say that. Mm -hmm. So then why are you asking me that? So I think think to me, the check in your head, and this is for everybody, if you're not going to ask everybody that question, don't ask me that question. (laughs) Right. Don't ask me. And, and and to your point about not all of us being monolithic, the key part about knowing who you're talking to, evaluating the relationship that you have with the person before you say something without thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Because there could be something that would roll off your back, Coach Kelly, but that I would be livid about, right? Absolutely. You need to know your audience. Context is key. So you need to know your audience for sure. And these times, it's dangerous, really, to joke about anything. Let's just be honest. It is. It's a very sensitive time. Yes. People are going through stuff that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's important for, for us to give grace mm-hmm. and for grace to be given to us, right? And when I say give grace, I don't mean let people off the hook, that you let it go or laugh at all. You should absolutely say something in the moment. And then if not in that moment, closely thereafter, 
before the moment is gone. Because it'll continue to happen. Right. People only do to you what you're allowed them to do. I mean, I do. I wholeheartedly believe it. And I can say from experience that when you show that you're shying away from responding to a question, people won't ask you those questions. But I do think that there's a fine line because if people are asking you a lot of questions, that means that they're probably trying to figure you out. They don't know enough about you yet. Yeah. And I I feel like that would... And I could be wrong, but I feel like that would come across differently, right? If someone was simply just trying to learn about me as a person, then just ask the question directly, right? Like if that person was like, oh, I'd really like to learn more about, you know, your home life when you're comfortable, you know, I'll tell you about my kids and maybe you can tell me more about yours, right? That's totally different than who's taking care of your child. Yeah, totally different. It is. It is. But, but that's an exchange. That's also an exchange of information. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, depending on my response, that person will know, is this a conversation I want to engage deeply with you in? If not, if I give you one word answers, I'm not ready to tell you all my business. And that is perfectly acceptable. And you shouldn't be expected to have to. I do think that there's this expectation and I don't know if it's cultural or not, but I do not overshare. And I did not. I really didn't overshare when I was younger. I like I had all kind of issues with my family and stuff like that. And I would never share that with work. But as I got older, I realized I have to share something because I'm missing time and I have to show that I'm human. So some of it is to show that you're human and to have that connection for people to have the concern that they need to around you mm-hmm. so that they don't just feel like you're blowing things off. And you shouldn't have to prove that, but... In our society, there is this explanation of why, right? And that's just our society and how it works. It's just when something happens, someone's not there, someone's not doing something, the question is always why. And if you don't provide a why, then they're going to assume the why. And they're going to make that up. And that's where the fine line comes in, for sure. If you don't define your story, other people will fill in the blanks. And they won't ask you to validate that it's true. They'll just operate with you as though what they believe is true is true Mm -hmm. right so I think we do have to be really careful about what we let people fill the blanks in about Mm -hmm. and and determine where it's it may be dangerous to our next steps or if we need them to to be a sponsor for us or what have you for us not to just be vulnerable enough to share what is necessary Mm -hmm. it's just this whole thing of being relatable that our society is bent on. So there is a point of you do have to explain yourself how often and how much you do is the question. We can be insensitive to each other because we have biases and blind spots, period. Are these things malicious? Was that lady mal- malicious to you? Probably not. I don't think she had ill will. I would assume she didn't. Mm-hmm. But the question that I would always say is go back to, if you're not going to ask everybody that question, why are you asking me that Correct. Question? I also had a, a, a junior resource. She was, she was looking for some perspective and advice. And she said to her manager, as my white manager, what can you do for me? Oh, gosh. And I'm just like, why did you ask that question? <laughs> In that way. What like, is a, a white person, question. I mean, what would a white person do versus a black person as their manager? What would be the difference? It shouldn't be one. Right. They're both your manager. Yep. So I think it's just these classifications that we have for each other and put people in buckets for whatever reason. But I think that we all just continue thinking about ourselves as human because we are all human. 
Right. With it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard to know the, the right way to react. Mm-hmm. And then you do, like I said, even in my situation, I kind of paused and was like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I was like, you got to be so careful because we still have to behave appropriately. Right. And so I think you make a good point. And it's helpful for our listeners to know that you were transparent and said you may have said things. I'm sure I've said something that maybe was offensive that I didn't, I didn't interpret to be that way. But I think that's a good takeaway for our listeners is the same way we're saying we would respond with, why are you asking me that question? Maybe ask your subject before you say something that could be hurtful to someone else in the workplace. Is like, would I ask this to anybody? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's your self-check. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I think anytime you have a race in there, if you gotta, if you're going to have to ask the question, so if you're going to say Black colleague, white manager probably shouldn't say that because right i'm your colleague or i'm your manager i'm not different because i'm white or black you still have to do the same job right you have to check it you have to check those microaggressions and be open when someone checks you on it Mm -hmm. because it's not coming from a bad place it's coming from a place of understanding all right well thanks so much for joining 